coming up on The Potter's Touch. You get ready to step off the boat with all the dead pe- people who are too stubborn to change, and you're getting ready to have an encounter with God. Nudge your neighbor and say, take a step. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, what? Believe you have received it, and ye shall have it by faith. Hey everybody, I'm so glad you are tuning in. Today we will continue our discussion from the thought, one liberating idea. We're looking at the book of Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 10. And if you're ready, God is ready. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Everything moves when you unite. Everything changes when you unite. Everything is broken when you unite. God comes down and sits when you unite. Mountains move when you unite. You don't hear what I'm saying. Yokes are broken when you unite. E pluribus unum, whenever we are many but we become one, we become fruitful. My wife doesn't have to be me. I don't have to be her. Pluribus, we are different. But when we unite, we become fruitful. What I could not produce without her, and she could not produce without me, it is our unity is the point that creates new life and new birth. So if I was the enemy and I didn't want you to be fruitful, I would stop you from unity because there are some things you cannot do by yourself. Now I'm going to tell you right now, you've gone as far as you can go by yourself. Some of you have done amazing things as a one-man band. You can play the fiddle and the harp at the same time and dance and click your ankles together and hit the cymbals. And you're a good one-man band. But nobody buys a ticket to go hear a one-man band. They buy tickets to hear orchestras, e pluribus unum, many become one. Now, I want to touch on this a little bit. I'm not talking about this candy cake Christian unity that I hear people talking about today, stuff that that denies that we are pluribus and says we're all one. Dumb statements like God is colorblind. No, he's not. God isn't any kind of blind. God isn't color. It's not that he has to look over my difference and go blind to accept me, he painted me like this. He he likes this. Why would you paint me like this and then have to look over it? I can't see it. He painted you like he painted you. He made you the gender he made you, the race he made you, the height he made you, the IQ he made you. He meant for you to be different But just because you're different doesn't mean you have to be divided. (laughs) This fake unity 
that only comes when we wash feet and have communion is not love at all. Don't show me your unity because we wash each other's feet. I want to know who do you go to the mall with? Who plays with your kids? Who comes over your house? You can't have reconciliation on Sunday morning. I'm tired of staged love. Stage love. We're not really loving one another. We just want to look like we love one another. God isn't going to bless what we pretend to be. He's going to bless what we are. And we have to work it out and work through it and wrestle with it because if there's one thing that the enemy doesn't want is for us to be united. Whenever we get together, hell gets nervous because there is a power that's released in our togetherness that the devil would never have to deal with any other way. While you're sore from that, I'm making mad about something else. That's why it's hard to hold a marriage together. The enemy doesn't mind you shouting all over the church as long as you're not speaking to your wife. He don't mind you visiting the sick and preaching till power comes down long as you can't get along with your husband. Because Jesus prayed that we might be one. E pluribus unum. I know you are many. I know you are different. But the goal is for you to be one. In order to be one, you can't be stubborn. You can't be the one that's always right all the time. Unity becomes the goal, and in order to have unity, both of us got to give up a little ground in order for us to stay together a lifetime. Because when couples come in to see me, the, all they do is come to see me so that I can validate what they have decided. And it's just a contest for me to break the tie between the opposing votes and they just want me to side with one of them and whoever I don't side with, it generally falls out with me. That's why I don't like to do it. They don't come till they're 10 minutes from divorce court anyway. When it was just a little pimple and you could have fixed it, they don't come. They wait until it has turned into full-fledged uh, infection and then they come to you and want you to work a miracle. And a miracle depends on which one you're talking to. A miracle for her is change him. A miracle for him is to change her. It's that kind of polarity that he's dealing with. By chapter 4, Paul says to this religious community, all of y'all are wrong. All, he concluded them all in unbelief. And it sounds bad, but it was good. Because once you give up on your rightness, you can be corrected. Once you give up on your opinion, you can be corrected. Once you give up on what you had in mind, you can live the God life. You cannot live the God life if you are living the you life. Uh, I, I know I'm not going to get much. That's okay. That's okay. I can preach to quiet folks. I'm used to it. I preach in graveyards, so I'll make it through this. Once you give up on what you have in mind, because most of us say we worship God, but we really don't worship God. We worship our opinion. 
we worship what we had in mind. And whenever God shows up in a way that we had in mind, we accept him. And whenever he doesn't show up in a way we had in mind, we condemn him. And even the disciples did that. That's why they didn't recognize Jesus when he was walking on the water because he showed up in a way they didn't have in mind. And the people who were waiting on him didn't even recognize him and said, oh, there's a ghost. But Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. You got, oh, somebody in this room is getting ready to step away. You're getting ready to step off the boat with all the dead pe people who are too stubborn to change, and you're getting ready to have an encounter with God. Nudge your neighbor and say, take a step. Get off the boat with the dead beats and the murmurs and the complainers and the fussers and the yellers and the people who are scared to move and scared to go and they don't recognize God save he come in a traditional way. Could you accept me if I preached in dreadlocks? Could you accept me if I was preaching in shorts? Could, could you accept me if I showed up in a form other than what you had in mind? People don't even want to accept me in the grocery store. What are you doing in the grocery store trying to get some food? What you doing at the movies? I'm trying to watch the movie. Go away. See, Jesus was so ordinary, he was despised because people want to put you in a religious box and hold you hostage while they do whatever they want to do. I ain't thinking about you. Whenever God showed up in an unusual way, they failed to recognize him. And he's trying to break through these ideas so that you could step out and have an encounter with God. Every time the disciples didn't recognize Jesus, it was because he didn't look like what they expected. And I want to challenge you today that sometimes God will show up in a way you don't expect. Sometimes your greatest blessing will come dressed up as your greatest burden. And you busy trying to rebuke something. I wish I had a witness that God is going to use to bless you. You never know how God is going to show up. Sometimes God will not use your best friend to bless you. Sometimes God will use who hated you. And when you shut the door on them, you shut the door on your blessing. Oh, if I had time, I'd prove it to you. Hagar shut the door on Sarah because she was jealous and mad. Sarah didn't start that fight. Hagar did. And God said, you better go back home. The one you're mad at is feeding you. My mama would call it cutting off your nose to spite your face. Anytime God doesn't show up the way you expect him to show up, you have an issue. Paul concludes them all in unbelief so that they may be eligible to receive from God. I want to I dig into this. Can I go a little bit deeper into this? <laughs> See, religious people have a tendency 
to respond to a challenge with arrogance. But what really brings the challenge to fruition is humility. Paul says, neither one of you are right in your thinking. Bow down. When they bowed down in chapter 4, it opened up chapter 5. Chapter 5 is, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So, to the Orthodox Jew, you're not going to be justified because of the meats you don't eat and the hands you wash and the days that you observe. That's not going to take you in. And you're not going to be justified worshiping Diana and having orgies. And you're not going to be justified by doing your thing. And you're not going to be justified by doing your thing. All of you throw down your weapons. Drop down on your knees. Humble yourself. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Be rejuvenated and restored to tackle the world. What better way than a relaxing voyage to the Caribbean? The T.D. Jakes 2019 Faith and Family Cruise is the vacation you can't afford to miss. Bring your spouse for a romantic week on the Atlantic Seas, friends for a long overdue trip, or the family for a getaway to reconnect. We're not having Megafest next year because we're going on a cruise. Join Serena and I November 9th through the 16th, 2019, as we set sail from Fort Lauderdale to the Bahamas, Jamaica, the Grand Cayman Islands, and Key West. We have an itinerary filled with fun events created with you in mind. I hope we take over the entire boat. Reserve your spot today. The 2019 TD Jakes Faith and Family Caribbean Cruise. See you there. Throw down your weapons and drop down on your knees. God has a better idea than the idea you had for yourself. And the, the idea was, therefore, being justified by, 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 by. He said, if you believe God, you can have peace with God. Got one thing going for me. Lord, I believe you. I got one thing going for me. I believe you. I got one thing going for me. I believe you. I'm crazy. I believe you. I'm stupid. I believe you. I'm backwards, but I believe you. I'm weak, but I believe you. <laughs> I'm wicked, but I believe you. God said, that's all right. I'll wash all of that stuff away, and I'll justify you Therefore, being justified by faith. Let me bring it home because I know you're going to fight me, so let me dig into it. Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him as righteousness. It wasn't that he was right. No, that liar wasn't right, lying about his wife, sleeping with his maid. It wasn't that he was right. He believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. You know don't sit there with them big brown eyes looking at me like you don't understand that God didn't bless you because you was holy. Don't you sit there and act like you don't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. You know God knows your business. 
You can fool these church people, but you can't fool God. You know you're not sitting there because you was right. It's just that every now and then you believe God. Oh, I'm going to preach it till I break it down. I'm going to preach it till I break it down. I'm going to preach it till you stop looking down your nose at other people. I'm going to preach it till you stop gossiping about people. I'm going to preach it till you stop thinking you're better than anybody else. You are not here because you're holy. You're here because you believe God. If you can believe God, the person you're talking about can believe God. And God said, I will count it as righteousness. Oh, I feel his presence in this place right now. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. The word counted in the original language is an accounting term. It means he marked the ledger as if it were righteous. You, you didn't have the money, but I'm just going to write it off the books. You really weren't righteous, but if you have faith, I'm going to mark the account as paid. I'm going to settle the account just because you believe me. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. If I live, it's Christ. If I die, it's gain. I can't lose. Either way, I'm cool with God. If I'm absent in the body, I'm present with the Lord. Because I believe God. That's the word of God. That's what, now y'all forgive me. I might lose members over this, but I refuse to pastor an ignorant church. An illiterate, a biblically illiterate church, I will not pastor. It is my responsibility that you know what you're shouting about. That you're not shouting because you got on a brand name tie or a big car or a big house, but you're shouting because you got a big God who washed you in the blood and delivered you from your sins and set you free. Let me tell you why God let faith be the door. Faith made it possible for everybody to have access. Had it been intelligence, God wouldn't be just because all of us don't have the same IQ. Then the smart people would go to heaven and the rest of us, those of us who flunk trigonometry, we would be in the other place. So God didn't let it be by knowledge. He let it be by faith. Because faith is something that even children have. In fact, save you, believe as a child, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. With God, this idea 
that that faith would count for righteousness. This idea that faith would be the currency of heaven, the currency, the currency. Faith is the currency of heaven. It's the currency. I'm trying to find some currency. Yeah, here's some currency. On this currency, I got a dollar. This dollar, it can't do nothing I need. I can't drive it. I can't eat it. I can't wear it. But it says this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. It is a medium of exchange. I can't eat it, but if I got it, I can trade it for something to eat. I can't wear it, but if I got it, I can trade it for something to wear. I can't live in it, but if I got it, I can trade it for a house. What this dollar is in the natural, faith is in the spiritual. Faith is not healing, but if I got it, I can get some healing. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Faith is not deliverance, but if I got it, I can get deliverance. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, what? Believe you have received it, and ye shall have it by faith. The next time you go after something and all them haters tell you, you can't afford it, you can't get it, you don't have it, you can't go back to school, you're not smart enough, you can't get up on your feet, just look at them and say, bye. Faith makes me righteous. God says, if you believe me, Abraham, it is counted. I'll count it. I know you're not right, but I'll count it as righteousness. Your faith makes up the difference between where you are and where you want to be. This was the big idea. This idea was too big to remain confined in Catholicism. That's why Martin Luther started reading what we are reading now and said, wait a minute. It doesn't say by priests. It doesn't say by communions. Wait a minute, Pentecostal people, it don't say by baptism. It don't say by long dresses and short dresses. It doesn't say by keeping a certain day of the week. I don't care what your doctrine is. It's not by your doctrine. By faith. Now the thing about faith is you cannot lock it up. You can't put it behind the walls of your building and say we got it and you can't have it. Because faith will break out of every jail you try to put it in. Faith will go over and get off the mother's board and jump in a hooker. It'll grab a hooker named Rahab. I wish you would fight me. You can't lock up faith. You can't lock up faith. Faith will reach out and get the ungodly, the unconverted, the unnatural, the perverted, if you believe, 
Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I got one thing going for me. I believe God. If that's true, give him a crazy praise. I believe him for my house. I believe him for my children. I believe him for my future. I believe him for my deliverance. I believe him. Tell every devil, tell every witch, I believe God. You can't hex me. You can't curse me. You can't block me. You Thank you so much for joining me today. Satan hates it when believers are unified. He knows that nothing reveals God's glory more than when people of God come together praying and worshiping and working on one accord. Our problem is that we have confused unity with being homogeneous. You shouldn't have to be the same race and have to have the same background in order for us to have the same visions and goals and purpose. We are one body in Christ, so we function best when we work together. Now, if you have been blessed from this broadcast, please consider becoming a member of our global partner systems. GPS partners come from all walks of life. What they have in common is that they commit to supporting this ministry. And that allows us to stay on the air and conduct missions around the world. To join, text the letter GPS and your giving amount to 28950. You can also visit us at tdjpartners.org. Thank you, and may God richly bless you. Find restoration, renewal, and divine direction through the foundational teachings and manifest as glory. Your faith makes up the difference between where you are and where you want to be. Faith will reach out and get the ungodly if you believe. For your gift to the ministry of any amount, you will receive Bishop Jake's revelatory three-message series, Manifest His Glory on CD, as well as this beautiful 2019 wall calendar. We're not praying for our children. We're so busy telling each other off that we stop praying for our marriages. We don't have power. So you got a bigger house, but ain't nobody happy in it. Obeying one word from God can manifest his glory. The enemy has sent a spirit of distraction against you to stop you from focusing on what God has called you to do. But I drive that spirit out of this place in the name of Jesus. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. The anointing will fall, not when you are being served. It will fall when you serve. My experience so far has been mind-blowing. It was not an experience, it was an encounter. Absolutely phenomenal. My pen couldn't write fast enough, my hand couldn't write fast enough, I have notes upon notes. God said I'll send a fresh anointing. Just an exchange that you can't explain. So I will go back never the same. You are reapers. When you get back home, step again. You're gonna step into deals, step into opportunities, step into power.
It's the International Pastors and Leadership Conference 2019, April 25th through the 27th in Tampa, Florida. Register today at pastorsandleaders.org. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.